0: Listener production. This special episode of The Big Talk Show is brought to you by our sponsor, Bring Up Respect, Stop It At The Start. I'm joined by TV and radio host, Carrie Bickmore. Carrie, tell us about the Stop It At The Start campaign.
1: Well, I first of all, hello, but I am so proud to be part of the Stop It At The Start campaign. We know rates of domestic violence in our community are unacceptable. It is a national disaster and I think we all need to play our part in this disaster, but it's hard to know where to start and how we can help. And I think bringing up respect is the perfect place to start. And not all disrespect towards women ends in violence, but all violence against women starts with disrespectful behaviour. So if we can set a good example for our kids, you know, as parents, as coaches, aunties and uncles, you know, family and friends, then I think we're setting our kids up for the best chance at a respectful life. This is for boys and girls. And I've learned so much, I have to say, being a part of this campaign. So many ways of having conversations with my kids that I hadn't even thought of having with my kids. And yeah, it's been a beautiful honour to be a part of so far. And and I think there's a lot in this that parents will be like, oh my God, that's so helpful. I didn't know how to start that conversation. And I think you make such a good point because it is that idea of as parents,
0: We think we've got to be across everything and experts at everything and we're not. We are still learning. I've got so much to learn. I mean, my daughters are now teenagers, but I think back to when I was at school and I remember there was a boy who liked me. This was I was in primary school. I had pigtails. I had long hair. He used to pull my hair. He'd sit behind me. And I used to think that that was all right. And people would say, oh, it's because he likes you. That's why he's doing that.
1: Absolutely. And I don't think we realise the amount of times we say things in front of our kids or to our kids that is sort of a seemingly harmless phrase that we've said over generations, but is really just playing down disrespect towards girls. The fact of the matter is that that saying, he's just picking on you because he likes you, leaves the girl thinking, well, I can't get upset because, you know, if he hurts me because he likes me. And for the boy, it's telling them it's okay for them to behave like that when they like a girl and none of those things are okay but they're things we have said and go-to phrases that we've learnt, you know from perhaps our parents or from um, you know the schoolyard when we were there and there's other phrases like you know when a boy says something you know maybe in passing as a joke and then we say to the girl don't get so upset about it it was just a joke that just tells the boy one it's okay to make sexist jokes and to the girl harden up take a joke. And again, that is not okay, but it's things that we've all said over the course of parenthood. And I think it's about trying to turn that on its head. And this website is an amazing resource. It's called the Excuse Interpreter. And it's all of those phrases, our go-to phrases we don't realise we use often, and trying to tell us why those phrases can be harmful and what are some more, you know, I guess, helpful phrases that we can use to encourage our children to grow up uh, respecting one another. And as you say, it is
0: such a great resource. We're not expected to know it all. And also as well, I mean, we've been talking a bit about what happens with girls, but also too, we say things to boys
1: that isn't all right either, don't we? Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting. I'm sure, and I've only realised it now that I'm reflecting, that the conversations I've had with my girls might be different to the conversations I've had with my son. And I'm trying to be far more aware of that I think I thought as a parent of a boy that just raising him in a respectful home without having the deliberate conversations was probably enough. And I'm now learning that isn't enough because it's not just the home that he's existing in. He's part of a school. He's part of, you know, all these sporting clubs. He's got friends. He's in other homes. And so now I'm just, you know, I'm almost training myself when we're watching movies to, you know, at the end of it, to say, you know, what did you think of the way that men or women were treated in that movie you just saw then? Or if I'm hearing him talk about something that's happened with mates during the day, you know, asking the follow-up conversations of, oh, right and how did that make you feel and how do you wish you'd responded different you know and and getting him to reflect I think this generation of children are far more aware of the issue of respect than perhaps we were I don't know whether it's I'm hoping that it's because we're talking about it more but they are aware and sometimes you just need to begin that little conversation and all of a sudden the rest of the conversation flows and and you end up learning so much from your kid as well as uh, of teaching them as well. I reckon they are more aware too. I think about my teenage daughters and they're far more
0: outspoken and far more confident about calling out unacceptable behaviour, which I think is fantastic. But perhaps not everyone is as confident. And you mentioned too the importance of conversation and it's never just let's just have the
1: conversation or one conversation. It's a series of conversations, isn't it? Well, I think that's the thing too. As parents, there's a big responsibility being a parent and you're so worried sometimes about nailing and getting it right and not causing damage that you just don't have the conversation at all. It's almost the path of least resistance. You think, well, I mean, I don't muck it up. I don't get it wrong. They don't end up behaving in a way that's inappropriate. But the reality is it's not enough. And we have to have these conversations earlier and more often. And the more often you have the conversation, the easier that conversation becomes. And I have been having conversations with my kids since they were little about respect. But I have to say, since being a part of this campaign, I'm far more aware of it. And even the frequency, through which I've been having the conversations with my kids now, it's just gotten easier and easier and easier. And it's not as daunting. And because there's a resource, I don't worry that I'm going to stuff it up <laughs> so much. And I've realised that not all the effort not all the um, impact is, I mean, kids don't listen to you half the time anyway. So if you're saving it up for one conversation and that's one that they're not tuned into that day, well, that's a wasted conversation. You know what I mean? So it's got to be when you pick the kids up from school, when you're putting them to bed at night, when you're watching a game of footy and you're watching people behave, you know, or, or the way that parents on the sidelines might be behaving, they're perfect opportunities to just say on the way home, hey, what did you think of that when you saw so-and-so yelling, you know, at, at one of the players or, and just keep that conversation going. And I think the best thing that I realised is I didn't have to have the answer in that conversation. It's just about starting and continuing that conversation with your kids. You don't have to be an expert. You just have to have positive conversations about respect with your kids.
0: And, And, And also, listen, that's something that I have discovered that I need to do more as a parent as well, that it's not sort of sitting down and having the lecture or talking at them. Often you'll discover far more if you listen to what it is they're telling you or listen to what they're talking to
1: their friends about. I think that's really important too. Well, that's when I think I realised that they knew more than I thought I gave them credit for and that that was kind of encouraging at the same time because I was like, oh, okay, you know, this generation is hopefully going to be better than our generation because they are more clued in to these kind of things. But there were some of the stats that I was reading that made me realise we do have a long way to go and they're not just the stats around um, physical violence against women but it's about things like one in four young people don't think it's serious if a guy who is normally gentle sometimes hurts his girlfriend when he's drunk and they're arguing. And, I'll and, you know, that's never okay. But to think one in four young people think, you know, that that's okay really shocked me that that's still in this day and age when we're having these conversations that's still because he's okay most of the time means that that behaviour is acceptable. The fact that one in four young men think that girls want guys to be in charge of the relationship. So the narrative they're telling themselves is that's what we want, them to run the show and control us and tell us what we want. Again, that just shows you the conversations we need to be having with our boys about what girls want. And that is not what we want, you know, Um, but, but that's what they think. That's what they think's okay. And I think the one that shocked me the most was one in five young people believe there are times when women... There's some of the responsibility for sexual assault, and I, you know, I just think that's abhorrent to think that there are people out there that think that that's the case, and that there's there's girls thinking that they were responsible in some way for that behaviour. And I just think we all have a responsibility. To change those statistics and to make uh, a safer place for women in our country, it's no excuse. We, you know, it's an amazing country, and we should be ashamed of the rates of domestic violence in this country.
0: And we should be. And it is shocking you revealing those particular statistics. I think though, what's important for people to remember though is. We can make a difference. We can do it by getting involved with the Stop It at the Start campaign. Those tools are there and we can empower ourselves as parents to ensure that our daughters and our sons grow up in a far better world. Carrie, thank you so much for your time and your passion and all of your wonderful work.
1: No worries, Jess. Nice to chat. Thanks for listening to this
0: special episode of The Big Talk Show brought to you by Bring Up Respect, Stop It at the Start. Remember, every little talk you have shapes your children. When you bring up respect, respect grows. For conversation starters, tools and resources, visit respect.gov.au. And please share this episode with other parents to help keep the conversation going. Listener.